I'm Robin. And I'm Allie. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Happy, Daily Happy Podcast. Once a week, we'll be bringing you stories from people just like you. It's only 15 minutes, less time than it takes to wax your husband's back. Few housekeeping notes before we get started. New episodes of 15 Minutes of Happy will drop every Wednesday. A little something to get you over the hump. Even though we're calling this 15 Minutes of Happy, episodes might be a little bit longer. Could be 18 minutes, could be 20. You'll have to tune in to find out just how out of bounds we'll go each week. Since time is short, let's jump right in. We have our first guest today, Rhonda Seidman. Rhonda happens to be one of my best friends from college, and she was my post-college roomie. She's a clinical social worker, currently doing amazing things at Mitzvah Circle, an incredible organization that helps families in need by providing them with items that are not covered by government assistance, like clothing and personal care products, toiletries, and so much more. You can check them out at mitzvahcircle.org. She's the wife of Mike, the mom of Jenna and Maddie, and an all-around kick-ass human being, and you can find her on Instagram at 30 Seconds of Fun. Welcome, Rhonda. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. We're so excited to have you as our first guest. And uh, this is also my first podcast, and you always remember your first of everything. And that's true. I, that's another podcast for another time, <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> So Rhonda, can you just quickly give us your elevator pitch as to who you are, how you're feeling during this crazy time? Sure. So as you mentioned, um, I am a clinical social worker, but like you, I believe that all of us are so much more than what we do for a living. At my core, I am a reframer. In other words, I believe that you can turn any negative situation around and find the positive. It'd be easy for any of us to turn into negative Nellies during this pandemic, but I believe there are silver linings wherever we look. So while our lives have literally been turned upside down the last few weeks, I aim to reframe, refresh, and reflect on our daily experiences, and I do that by sharing daily themes on Facebook. Ron, if, it's, if the person that's negative is a male, does that make him um, negative Nelson instead of negative Nelly? You know, I hear that question a lot. Uh-huh. Um, yes, negative Nelson. Okay. Thank Good. you for clarifying. Okay. No problem. I just, we're a, an equal opportunity podcast here. I didn't want anyone to feel left out. Excellent. As a social worker, I would never want to exclude anybody. Good job. Well, you mentioned these posts that you've been putting out on social media. What prompted you to, to start doing that and what has the response that you're getting? Well, honestly, I did not set out to post every day initially. Uh, The first night of the pandemic or quarantine, I posted a photo of my family at our fire pit roasting s'mores, um, and then a picture of my two children sleeping in a eight-person tent in our basement. Um, It was really the encouragement of my Facebook friends after that initial post that inspired me to post a new theme every day. Because to be quite honest, before the pandemic, I was actually on a little bit of a Facebook diet, um, I like to call it. I had gone off to social media for many months. Um, But then the quarantine happened, and I knew that if I wanted to stay connected, that Facebook was a really great way to do that. Um, But not only was I interested in staying connected with people, um, friends and family on Facebook, but I also wanted to spread the importance of taking COVID-19 seriously. But my way of taking things seriously is a little bit different than the way somebody else might do it. Um, I try to do it in a fun, upbeat way. 
Um, so for example, um, I rewrote the 80s Tiffany song, I Think We're Alone Now, and my daughter and I uh, performed a song on Facebook to it. Uh, some of the lyrics included, if I might sing a little bit for you. Please do. Waving to our friends from afar, not visiting anyone in the car, trying to stop COVID and flatten our curves. Zoom and Facebook are okay, so please hang out that way and just stay safe. So, yeah, not a singer. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> but more important that people listen to the words yes. <laughs> and hear the message that I was trying to say. Um, but and that song got you on the news, right? It did. ABC mm -hmm. News, which was pretty exciting. <laughs> Um, but I also knew that in order to remain relatable, I knew I couldn't just focus on all the fun things we were doing at home, um, that I didn't want people to think I was this happy-go-lucky person all of the time, because then I became not relatable, um, because who is happy all the time? I'm not even happy all the time, and that is what people generally think of me, but I'm not. So I wanted people to be able to see a little bit of them, in me and in my posts. So I thought by sharing my true self um, that other people would then see their true selves come through as well. And it's kind of been a cool experience because, you know, friends and family have been commenting that my posts have been so helpful to them, but each time they comment and provide me with feedback, they're actually helping me a lot. Um, so I think that's kind of cool that we actually end up helping each other. So ultimately, my goal is to help others find the happy in everyday life, whether it's 30 seconds of fun, um, going for a run, wearing a Halloween costume. I did that the other day, I wore a hot dog costume around my neighborhood and had an absolute blast. Um, identifying two things to be grateful for each day um, or driving around in my car with magnet letters that say, stay positive on it. I believe I truly believe that all of us have the capacity to reframe this experience so that in addition to looking back on our lives and remembering feeling really scared and really anxious, we also have wonderful memories to look back upon as well. I have a question. Do you find that are people then tagging you in their own posts about like the fun things that they're doing that, you know, because they were inspired by you? Yeah, it's really funny. So um, yesterday, somebody came, dro drove her car specifically to my neighborhood, dressed up as Superwoman, <laughs> and texted me to look outside my window, and there she was flying by my house. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Um, I had somebody actually <laughs> tag me today on Facebook, um, showing somebody putting a sign outside their home I think it might have been like an only skipping zone it was something where you had to do something happy in front of this person's house and they put a, a sign in their yard so um, I think that my my message has been heard and it's been fun when people think of me when they see other people doing things that they think I would do Rhonda were you always a reframer like as a kid were you like someone taught you to just look on the bright side or is that just a natural thing for you I think it's probably a little bit of both. I think that... Because um, I had to go to therapy to learn to do that. That's a really interesting question. Um, I'm trying to think back on my life and recall whether or not I've always been a reframer. For all of my adulthood, I can pretty much attest to the fact that I've been 
a reframer. I remember one time when I was working at NYU Medical Center and um, I was taking a continuing education class and the class that I was taking was with a group of people that I didn't know from a hole in the wall, quite frankly. And after spending three hours with them, they turned to me and nicknamed me Reframe Rhonda. <laughs> and then I thought about it and I realized that it was something that just kind of comes naturally to me. But it wasn't until that moment that I really looked at my thought process to realize that that's really what I do in most situations. I think it's the way I cope with adversity. It's the way I cope with different challenges I've had in my life. Uh, and it's just the way to look at the sunny side of any situation. I think it's so lucky to be able to have that kind of mentality. So when you were a little girl, you weren't like riding your bike down the street and then you fell off and they're like, I got cut, but that's okay. Look at me go. <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to ask my mom. I mean, I did have a lot of, you know, different funny experiences happen. So when I was in high school, I ran for presidency of my school. I ran with my friend, Melissa Riskin. Our, my, my maiden name was Penn. So our slogan was, reach for your pens and vote. There's no sense risk in it. We thought it was very clever. Um, but we happened to run against my two very best friends, my guy best friend and my female best friend. And they won, which um, was a, a huge blow uh, when, you know, when you're beat by your two best friends. Um, but my school actually helped me reframe that situation because after I ran for president of my school, I then ran for presidency of my class. Uh, I think you know where this is going. I lost that too. <laughs> so after losing presidency of my school and then losing presidency of my class, the administration of my school actually got together and created what was known as the social council. And it was a appointed presidency position so that nobody could run against me. <laughs> and I couldn't lose. So I was the first president of the Social Council at Moravian Academy. Now, I feel like most people <laughs> would take that as a personal affront or just be embarrassed to hold that title as, you know, something that was created for you so no one could oppose you. But <laughs> knowing you, you are the kind of person that would take that and run with it and just not even care. I'm just saying our centerpieces were amazing at the first winter ball. <laughs> um, so Ron, I know that you're a person with a lot of diverse interests and, and just passions and things you like to do. And while we're all stuck indoors, um, what are some of the things that you do daily or weekly or when you think of it that help keep you in that positive frame of mind? Well, as soon as my eyes open, my feet hit the ground. <laughs> I'm not one of those people who lays in bed for a very long time. I get up and the reason I get up right away is because I know that nobody else in my house is up right now. And if I truly want to have some of my own alone time, I need to get up right then and there. I get dressed into my yoga clothes and I go downstairs and I do uh, 45 minutes to an hour worth of yoga. Uh, after 
tweaking whatever daily theme I am posting. I first post my daily theme and then I do my yoga. Um, so that has certainly helped. I, I just want to say that I do lay around in my bed and then I put on my yoga clothes and I don't do yoga. <laughs> 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 yoga clothes are meant for so many things other than yoga though. Am I right? right? I think, I mean, uh -huh. I think that. So. <laughs> okay. So after the yoga, like what, then what? So after yoga, it is then time for me to become the um, chef for each of my family members. Um, so, you know, I make everybody breakfast in the family. Of course, everybody requires something a little bit different. Uh, and perhaps when I'm making the breakfast, instead of just plopping the eggs on the plate, um, I've been known to perhaps turn it into a little plate person's hair and then I'll take two strawberries and it's their eyes and then Jenna eats a banana every day and perhaps I'll make the banana into a mouth that's smiling. So that that re helps to reframe what can be the annoyance of having to be a short order cook making different things for every person in your house. Right, right. Make it a, make it a little bit fun and then also something fun for your kids to see when you put it on the table in front of them although as an almost teenager, I'm sure that your daughter um, kind of gives you like a, you know, a not, a not so positive vibe for that one. I get um, an almost smile. Okay. Uh, I think what's funny is they actually have come to almost expect me doing kind of what would be strange to other people things. And when I don't act a certain way or do a certain thing, they're actually concerned something's wrong. <laughs> All right. And as we're winding down, we are going to do our lightning round. Just three quick questions um, for our guests to answer. And then Allie and I will pipe in with our answers as well. Okay. Ron, what was the first concert you ever attended? Uh, at the Great Allentown Fair, I saw the Beach Boys and you knew every Rhonda who was at that concert. That's right. All right. Allie, first concert. My first concert was Cindy Lauper. Heard the She's So Unusual tour. I went with my dad in third grade. Awesome. And mine was Shanana. I was probably in like preschool or kindergarten or whenever Shanana was still on the air at the Valley Forge Music Fair, which is no longer. Um, okay, next up, Ron, first celebrity crush. That would be one Kurt Cameron. I did invite him to my bat mitzvah. He did not come or RSVP. So rude. <laughs> Allie, first um, celebrity crush. My first crush was Corey Haim, and I thought I was going to marry him. Picture was all over my walls, and he took up a great majority of my diary. Loved him. How about you, Rob? Um, my first celebrity crush was John Travolta, um, specifically Grease John Travolta, specifically Summer Lovin' Grease John Travolta. Um, and final question, Rhonda, what is your favorite room in your house and why? Um, I would say that my favorite room is my yoga room. Prior, prior to the pandemic, my yoga room was just a blank room with a piano in it. Um, and then I moved my yoga mat in it. And two days ago, my kids actually moved a bunch of our free weights into my yoga room. And they even hung up a sign that says, Mom, work it. So, <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> well, they said that I needed a room that was my own that wasn't the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> I appreciated that. I like it. All right, Allie, favorite room in your house? It always was the living room. I like sitting in there, a nice big window. It's bright. 
But lately, I'm finding that I really enjoy being in the laundry room because nobody bothers me when I'm in there. And it's the only time I can be by myself. <laughs> Lock yourself in the laundry room. Yes. <laughs> I know. Um, my favorite room in the house, my goal is for it to be my bedroom. And I've been living in this house for 15 years and working on my bedroom for 15 years. It's still a mishmash of like my husband's grandmother's furniture, et cetera, et cetera. But just this year, I've made this one corner of my bedroom my like sanctuary. It has a comfy chair and an ottoman and a pretty little table that I got at Home Goods with like tchotchkes on it. And when I sit there, I feel like an adult. Well, I think that about wraps up our episode of 15 Minutes of Happy. Thank you so much, Rhonda. We love talking with you. We, we love having you as our guinea pig. Thank you for having me as your first rodent. <laughs> la, 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 la. 15 Minutes of Happy is hosted by me, Robin Raskin. And me, Allie Levin. And our fearless and adorable producer is my husband, Eric Raskin. Our theme music is Made Me So Happy by Jim Boja. And our incredible cover art is by Scott Harrison. Follow us on Instagram at Daily Happy Podcast. And if you know someone who's putting some joy out there into the world, please slide into our DMs and let us know. Enjoy the week, everybody, and keep finding your happy. Bye. Bye. We have to keep you on your toes a little bit. Okay. <laughs> we know how to delve deep exactly. and get the questions answered. That's exactly right. Ron, he's a weird motherfucker. I don't too much. <laughs> <laughs>